the 7th of May, 2009, episode 110. The Rookie Designer, with your host, Adam Hay. Let's take a look at the starting lineup. I've had a couple of our listeners write in and ask me to do a show about social media. And that's what we're going to be doing today. We're going to look at just the different aspects of social media and how that affects the business world. Um, a lot of these things kind of started off as things you might use in your personal life to connect with friends or family members, and you would use it on a personal level. But pretty much all of them have been thrust into the business world in some capacity. And of course, we're talking about things like MySpace and Facebook and Twitter. Um, I think Twitter is kind of the latest craze right now, but a a lot of these things are being pushed into the business world and used as a a means to advertise, you know, products and services, just like everything kind of turns that way after some point. We're going to talk about, you know, how that, how these things are affecting our careers and uh, maybe some things to, you know, look out for and some things that you might be able to benefit from as well. So that's what we'll be talking about today. Uh, Just some quick news items before we get started. Uh, The first of which is my apology for having no show last week. Uh, I actually had a couple things going on. I'm about to move again, and uh, luckily I'm not moving to a new city this time. Just moving into uh, a larger apartment. Um, So that's going to be going on this week, and um, I also had some company last week, so things just kind of didn't work out for me. And I wasn't able to put a show up. But uh, thank you for your patience and waiting for it. And thank you for listening. Thanks for subscribing, downloading, however you get the show. Thank you for tuning in and, uh, you know, making this one of your uh, playlist items, even though it's not really on a regular basis. Uh, I really appreciate everybody listening and um, your support. And basically just downloading the show and listening to it is support to me. And, uh, you know, extra shout outs to those people who have the time to write in. help me out with topics or just, you know, give me a, give me a little message saying, Hey, I like what you're doing, or maybe I don't like what you're doing. That's fine too. If you want to write me that, but, uh, uh I really appreciate you guys putting in the time and listening and, uh, interacting with me. So that's great. Um, so going forward, I'm moving into a place that I will once again, have an office. I'm kind of like in the living room right now. So that will be nice. And hopefully maybe that can, uh, actually turn into, me being able to do it on a more regular basis. Time will tell on that one, but uh, we're doing our best. As far as the news, there's not much going on, I don't think. Uh, just remind you that uh, we are on Twitter now, and the account name on that is Rookie Designer, so you can follow me. I, I'm not posting too much stuff. Uh, I've, been, I've been on there for a few weeks now, I think, and I think only have like maybe 10 posts or something like that. So I'm not doing a whole lot right now. Like I said, I'm going to try and use it uh, first and foremost for information about the podcast. If, if something happens and I can't put a podcast up, that's the place to learn about it. I also issue um, bulletins or, or whatever you want to call it when I put the shows up. So once they're up there for you to download, uh, if you're on the if you're following me on Twitter, you'll you'll get those messages as well. So you can go check it out right when it gets up there. Um, other than that, I've put a few links up of things that I found interesting or things that I, I think are good. 
uh, for designers in general, things you might be able to learn from, and I'll continue to do that. And the other thing I'll probably be doing is, you know, if I come across something in my job, if I'm working and, and I run into something and I'm like, oh, that kind of happens a lot, then I might throw something up about that. You know, if it's if it's a pitfall or something that, that I think most designers might actually in, encounter, then I, I put something up about that and say, hey, you know, this is something that happens. You might want, want to use these techniques to try and avoid it or something like that. Uh, so there's nothing, nothing huge there. Um, I did get some uh, some feedback from people after I said that I was on Twitter because uh, I did put myself out there and say that I did not like Twitter. And yes, uh, I guess you, in some capacity, you could call me a hypocrite because now I'm on Twitter, but uh, I'm sticking by the notion that I just don't like Twitter because I don't like people that post random thoughts. You know, I'm going to the grocery store, I'm picking up milk. Like, I don't care. I don't want to hear about that. That's a, that's a waste of this technology. I think this technology is, is a very good one if it's used properly. And I think this is a great way to use it. And that's why I started the Twitter account. Anyways, uh, we're going to be talking more about that kind of stuff later in the show. So uh, I'll save my ranting for then. Uh, other than that, uh, the only thing left is that this podcast is being brought to you by GoToMeeting. And GoToMeeting gives you a great way to do more and save more money. And you do this by hosting meetings online. So if you have people that you have to meet with that are across the country, the state, the world, it doesn't matter because you can meet with them online. You actually invite them to a meeting and they log in through their browser and you talk to them over the phone over or over voice over IP or both. And you actually show them by showing them what's going on on your desktop. They can see all the actions that you're doing on your computer through their browser. So it's a great thing. Uh, if you need to show somebody some work that you've been doing, you can actually show it to them and explain it at the same time. And everything should be crystal clear. The other great thing is you pay one flat rate and you meet as many times as you want. So if you want to try this, you just need to go to this URL. It's gotomeeting.com slash tech podcasts. That's gotomeeting.com slash tech podcasts. And uh, you'll be able to download the software there and try it for free for 30 days. And in that 30 days, you can set up a bunch of meetings and check out all the functionality and see if it's something that's going to be right for you. All right, so today I wanted to talk about social media. It's something that people have been asking about. Uh, it's something, no doubt, that you probably use on a daily basis. And if you don't, you probably have some sort of interaction with it, even if you're not you know, subscribed. If you don't have your own Facebook page or MySpace or a Twitter account or something like that, it's just something that's kind of unavoidable these days because it's everywhere. Um, social media, what we're talking about with that, if you don't know, um, like I said, would be things like um, Facebook, MySpace, uh, Twitter is one of the uh, it's it's not the newest, but it's not new, I should say, but it's one of the newest, latest crazes. You you hear it all over the place on, uh, you know, anything from sporting events to TV shows to anything like that. If you want to get updates, you know, on a regular basis and know what's going on with these, you know, the actors or the shows or the athletes or whatever, um, you actually subscribe to their, their Twitter feed. Um, also, I, I think what kind of started all this stuff and, and started really the whole Web 2.0 thing, which Web 2.0 had a basis in interaction. It, it, was, it was based on the, the assumption that people would want to go to a website and interact by posting comments, uh, maybe by having their own blog, which of course you can do on MySpace or on Facebook. Um, just posting your own your own thoughts, your own feelings on the web, you know, as, as, uh, as opposed to, 
going to a website and consuming information and having no say in what goes on there or not having the ability to go there and voice your opinion about what is going on there. So that was kind of uh, where this thing started. And of course, podcasting is is kind of a child of that as well. Uh, it all started off with the, with the web blogs of people uh, getting up there and having their own place, their own website, where they could voice their opinion about whatever they wanted. And of course, podcasting spawned from that, uh, from both that and from uh, webcasting, I guess you would say, because people did have actual shows that were um, on their website, posted on their website, and you could go and listen to it. And it was, you know, in a in a series as well. It was just kind of the combining of that with the RSS feed and getting, you know, the whole podcatcher thing uh, developed so that you could go to something, you could use something like iTunes to to continually bring those new podcasts in when they when they get up there. Um, but all these things, basically, this is the business now, and it's uh, it's basically an, an excess of information. Uh, it's a massive collection of opinions. It's uh, you know, you'll notice that even some of the writers for newspapers, actually most of the writers, I'd say, for newspapers these days, and I notice this just with um, the guys that write for sports because that's mainly what I read, um, but the writers for these newspapers, they have their regular column on the website of the newspaper, but they will also have their own personal blog. And that, of course, is because when they're writing an article, um, it's it's really up to them to not put their own opinions in that. They're they're basically trying to state facts. They're reporting news, so they're not going to be able to put their own opinions in there. And that's probably a big reason why most of these people also have a blog, many times on the same exact site. But the the fact that it says blog alerts you to the notion that what you're going to be reading below that is actually the opinions of the writer. It's not them stating. The, the facts. It's not them reporting the news. It's them taking their own take on the news and giving that to you as, you know, s- something else to consume. So um, I guess probably the biggest way that this impacts designers or people who uh, are in a creative capacity would be writers, of course, because now you have this other outlet where you can actually put up your opinions. You don't have to just do it straight by the book and say, this happened and this happened and that happened. You can actually go in and say, this happened and this is what I think of it. And this is what it might mean to, you know, our community or something like that. So uh, a big impact that way. Uh, like I said, Twitter is pretty much the latest craze. I'm hearing it on everything. Uh, everything down to like the Con- the Kentucky Derby would just happened. And to be able to keep up on the alerts of who's winning the races and, you know, who who people are picking or something like that. They use Twitter so you can follow it and you get little updates of, you know, what's going on there. Uh, anything from that to TV shows, like I said, will do it. Uh, a lot of actors and big athletes will do it and they'll Twitter every once in a while. And of course they get lots of, lots of people following them. You know, if one of the biggest movie stars that you really like is going to have a Twitter account, then you might want to hear what they, what they're doing. Um, this is the the part where it gets a little, gray for me because you know it, it's one thing if it's a superstar i guess maybe you want to know if they're going to a store you want to know what restaurant they're going to um for me personally i really don't care um as opposed to that if it's just some regular person i i, I guess if it's your friend then perhaps you might want to know when they're going to the store what restaurant they went to 
that may be your personal choice. Again, I, I'm really not interested in that kind of thing. But it does have those different kind of uh, purposes, I guess. Some people are in it almost like a reality type of show to know, okay, this is what this person is doing now. This is what this person is doing now. For me, I think it's an excellent way for people to get out information, to alert people about, you know, content that's going up, like I do with my podcast and a lot of the design ones that I follow. Every time they put up a, a blog post, then they'll put something out and say, hey, uh, this is this is out here now, so you can go check it out if you want to. I like that because it it kind of goes with the same thing. It's it's based on a feed, which I like, and I actually read RSS feeds because you can go through and kind of look at the headlines and say, this is what I want, this is what I don't want. You know, um, you can usually tell by the title, and if you can't tell by the title, it's not a very good title, but you can usually tell by the title what the gist of the content is going to be and whether you want to read it or not, whether it's going to be useful to you or not. So uh, I think it's great for that. But really, it's just a way to connect with everyone who wants to follow, everyone who's interested in what it is you're talking about. It's a way for them to connect with you. And it's basically almost like having a big, long list of people that every time you have something to say, it's like texting all of them at the same time. Um, so, you know, it's a great thing. It's, I think it's being used in a, a different and better capacity these days with the businesses that are using it. Um, but it's just another another uh, thing for the utility belt, really. Uh, MySpace was one of the uh, older older ones to come out. Uh, Facebook actually followed that, um, and I might not be totally correct on that. I mean, who knows when these technologies actually were born when they were created? But it kind of went in that way as far as. Um, the mass population knowing about it and using it on a daily basis. So MySpace, of course, um, just kind of a, a website where you can have your own little space. You can make your, your own page. You can have a blog attached to it. Um, you can put out bulletins. You can have friends, first of all, I guess. You have friends and you can put out bulletins and only the people who are your friends can read those if that's how you choose to do it. Uh, but just a way to to make your own personal web space. If you're not a, a web designer or anything like that, it's an easy way for you to have that place on the web where you can have your pictures and tell about your favorite books and movies and all that kind of junk. And it's something, you know, for people who don't design, for people who are not familiar with the web, it's their first kind of step into being able to have that web presence and put whatever they want on it. So that, was, that, of course, was a, a pretty big thing for a lot of people and also a big place for people to search for other people and connect with maybe people you haven't talked to in a long time, people you went to school with, whatever. Um, that quickly became a very large advertising space. Uh, they, of course, put in the, the whole section that is music, so any band could put up a band page. And uh, I don't want to say from that, but either at the same time or, or some of them were around before that, I believe sprung all these different um, kind of media, social media too, but media websites where it was based basically on music. So last FM was one. Uh, I'm not going to remember the names of all these ones, but basically it's a place for bands to go set up a profile, put some songs up there. Some of them even allowed you to sell digital copies of the songs on it. But at the very least, you put up your profile, you have, you know, your upcoming shows and people can, again, can become your friends or become fans of your band and keep tabs on what you're doing. So all this is kind of geared towards the same thing. Um, 
but where was I going with this? Uh, MySpace actually turned into a huge, huge advertising thing. And of course, that's how it got huge in the first place is, you know, what's what's the point here is they're getting all these people to sign up because they know they're going to keep coming back and back and back. And when they do, they're going to be viewing all these ads, very annoying ads that are placed all around the page. And, you know, hopefully for them, they'll click on a few of them. But it really doesn't matter because when you're talking about advertising on a website, mostly people are interested in maybe not so many, how, how many people click on the ads, but how many people visit that site? How many people are going to see this? Even if they glance at it for just a second, they're going to see my company name on this website. And that at some point will hopefully generate leads, uh, people who will purchase the product or the services that they're advertising. Um, it went from just being little banner ads around it to actually major, major labels putting pages up for bands and creating tours that were sponsored by MySpace, um, having different kind of landing pages where if you go to MySpace, now the front page is a big ad for a band, a concert, uh, a movie that's coming up. They also make whole pages for movies. You can become fans of the movies or the actors or whatever. Um, they would have some kind of contests that you could enter from your MySpace account. So uh, really turned into an advertising tool. Um, Facebook then became popular kind of after the MySpace was humongous for a while. Uh, but Facebook was slightly more refined. But again, it's kind of that mechanism for for marketing. And of course, when people when people set up a website and it's a website based on the fact that people are going to visit it a lot and visit it early and often, of course it is for marketing. It is to sell advertising and make money that way. Facebook uh, took a little bit longer. It didn't jump right into uh, all the advertising like MySpace did, at least not in my opinion, because I didn't see a whole lot of it. But now you're seeing it a little more. Uh, same thing with the movies and the music. Um, you will have pages that that you can go to. And of course, I, I don't even know what to say. I would say friend it, but like become a fan of it. You can become a fan of bands. You can become a fan of movies. And in that, there's like a million applications in Facebook, uh, one of which that, that I actually use, it's called I Like. And it basically, it's all the bands that you like. So you put in a few bands that you like, and it kind of calculates, okay, based on what you put in here, you might like these bands as well. And this is also something that plugs into uh, to iTunes. But when you have it in Facebook, and it has music in there, and it also has live shows. So if you go to a show, you can say, hey, I'm going to this show. And that way, you know, your friends could, if they have that same application, they can go and look and see, oh, look, Adam is going to this show. Maybe I'll go to it too. And then once you go to that show, you can leave a review for it. Again, it's just all kind of pouring into that one fact that people want to go to a website. They don't want to just consume what's on there. They want to put their own stamp on it. They want to, you know, leave an opinion about how a show was. They want to uh, connect with a friend that they haven't talked to in a long time. And uh, these are these are great tools for doing so. Um, the last one I'll mention is a little bit more in the professional realm, and that is LinkedIn. And um, if you don't know what LinkedIn is, it's it's kind of like Facebook for professionals. It's really about business. It's about connecting with business people, uh, connecting with people that you've done business with. Now, LinkedIn, it takes Facebook a step further 
Facebook doesn't let you just willy-nilly look at anybody's profile. You have to actually know the person. You have to become their friend. They have to approve you for you to be able to, you know, view view their profile at all, really. Um, LinkedIn is very much like that. Uh, but you can't just out of the blue ask somebody if you can be their friend or if you can be linked to them. Um, you actually... It, I'm sure there are ways to get around it, of course. But for the most part, you're talking about people that you've worked with before. Um, you've worked with somebody that has worked with them. Uh, there's different ways that you can be associated with them. And then, of course, you send the email and say, hey, you know, we, we have a mutual friend or we worked on this one project together. Can we be linked together? And once you do, you know, you get a certain amount of people. Then there's all kinds of professional things you can do there. You basically leave almost a resume of what you do. Um, you can have people write recommendations or you know write good things about you, basically. And uh, there, there's different ways to connect there. And, and there's also avenues to find jobs on that website as well. There's all kinds of great things. But again, it's based on that that notion that you know people want to go up to a website and get connected leave something there from themselves their own presence and uh you know have something that's their own on the web basically so i think it's pretty apparent what these things are now and why they were born why they were put up there uh, of course most most services are started with the intention of making money from it somehow um or at least making a, a change in something, you know, if it's something that's that's a nonprofit or something like that, then they're trying to achieve something. They're trying to, to make a change and make something better. What uh, I came up with a couple of things. First of all, what you need to be careful of when dealing with social media. And I have a few things here. And, and we're, t we're talking basically as a freelancer. I mean, there's obviously some things that are going to apply to you, whether you freelance or if you just have a regular job. Um, the first one is don't just write willy-nilly of things that you do because there are things that you do that probably might could be looked upon as unprofessional or controversial and you're basically linking yourself to this and if you are a freelancer and you you use your own name for your business like Adam Hay Design then you're linking your business to whatever it is that you do so uh, i mean of course the examples of this would be Oh man, I got so wasted last night. I've been I've been drinking for all weekend, you know, or talking about sex, or talking very strongly about politics, or religion. These are all things you you need to be careful of. Kind of stray away from them if you can. Um, another idea might be to, you know, if you're putting this on a MySpace or a Facebook, or you're putting it on a personal blog. You want to try and disassociate that. If you're using your own name for your business, you want to try and disassociate that with yourself. Even if you don't use your own name for your business, if you do business with people, they might know your name. And don't think that these people won't go looking for this kind of stuff. Especially if you're... Uh, a good example is if you're going to um, apply or interview for a job. This is one way that people might check up on you. I'm not saying that everybody is absolutely going to do that, but if there's something out there, if you're just as talented as someone else, you know, you guys are going head to head for this job and they can't really, they're having a hard time to decide who's going to get the job. This could be an avenue, you know, and it's not really, you know, 
there's people that have problems with this, and I absolutely have a problem with this. It's not really any of their business what you do with your personal life. And there are some privacy issues around there, I guess. But the big thing is, if you're not an idiot, then they won't ever have to know about what goes on in your personal life. You just can't have, you can't have this thought in your head that you put things up on MySpace and it's just for you or it's just for you and your friends. When you put stuff up on the web, anyone can consume it. And that's what you have to remember. Once you hit that, you know, send or put your put your thing up to your website or your MySpace or Facebook or whatever it might be, once you put it up there, it's gone. Everybody can consume that now. It's it's you can take it down, but you know, there are things like Wayback Machine, there are things, there are technologies out there that um it could stay out there longer than you want it to. So you got to be careful about what you're talking about. And it could be anything, like I said. I mean, it doesn't have to be, you know, anything about your personal life of, of drinking or, or sex or anything like that. But even if you just have specific political views and you write something about that and, you know, they can't find anything wrong with you until the owner of the company goes up and sees that, that you're all the way to one side and he's all the way to the other and then he just doesn't think that's going to work for him. So, you know, be careful Always be aware of the fact that when you post something, no matter where it is on the web, um, in most cases, most people will be able to get at it if they want to. Uh, a good example, too, is I actually heard this, and uh, I don't know if there, there was actually any legislation put in, put in play around this, but it was talking about the NFL draft. Now, these guys are going to get paid millions and millions of dollars without actually having played in the NFL yet, but... You know, they, they get, they go through the combine, which is where they get weighed and they go through all these drills and, and people kind of grill them on their athletic ability. They also get interviewed by the teams to see if, you know, if they're up to the intellectual level that they're looking for. But they're also looking at character issues as well. And one of the things that came out is that teams actually scour, you know, things like MySpace and Facebook looking for the kind of bad things that they don't want to see in their players. So if some player was talking about how he got all drunk over the weekend, you know, that might send up a red flag that might say to that team, Hey, um, I'm not sure if we want to give this guy $60 million if he's going to be out partying on the weekends. So, um, it definitely is used that way. So you gotta be wary of that. I don't know if that's really, uh, uh, should be legal at all, because again, it's kind of a privacy issue. They're going into and looking at his own personal, uh, thoughts, but the fact is that he released those thoughts out into the internet, and therefore they they become basically the property of the public domain. So you know you can't really blame people for looking at it. Although uh, I think that there was some some other issues around that. Um, so like I said, start a MySpace or a Facebook under an alias. Don't do it under your name. And that's just a good rule of thumb anyways, because um, you hear about sick stuff going on all over the place of people, you know, finding each other on something like this or on like Craigslist. There was a Craigslist killer guy. You, you just got to be careful about re revealing too much information about yourself on the web. And that also goes for identity theft. I mean, there's all kinds of uh, pitfalls to actually putting your, your own personal information out on the web. So just be careful and be smart about that stuff. Don't attach a personal blog to your business or freelance website. I think I, we went over this a long time ago. Um, 
I think somebody actually had a, a freelancer website and then they had their own blog as just one of the pages of that website. And I said, you know, that might not be the greatest idea because sometimes you do want to talk about things that not everybody's going to agree with. And as, as wrong as it may be for somebody to not hire you for a job because they disagree on an issue, it's still their right. So you want to make sure that you keep those things separate so that you're not losing business over you know, stupid little details. So it's always a good idea. Again, maybe you use a different name for it. Maybe you don't put your name on it at all. Um, but make sure you keep it separate from your business or, or freelance site, even if you do your, use your own name. Don't try and keep it at a different uh, URL or something like that at least so that, you know, People, potential people who might hire you for work don't have immediate access to that information. And uh, my last point here is one I already said, but I'll just reiterate again. Uh, don't forget that anything posted to the internet is there for anyone to find. And that is no joke. People will go searching for it. So um, you, you just got to be careful about what you're pu putting up there. All right, what you may not have known. Uh, the info that you share on your MySpace, Facebook, uh, any of those kind of technologies is consumed and analyzed by companies and marketers as a way to measure interest for their products or the services that they're trying to sell to you. Not everybody knows this, but um, there, are, there are actual companies that they, they specialize in actually breaking down the data acquired from things like MySpace and Facebook and selling those results to companies that will use it to kind of direct which way the market is going and which way they need to go with their marketing efforts for their products or their services. An example of what uh, they were doing this for is they were saying it's kind of hard for them to track things such as TV viewing these days. Um, with everybody using their DVR, they're not actually watching the show while it's on. Or things like uh, Hulu.com, which is another website that just allows you to go and watch uh, most of the main network TV shows, but it's all on one website and you can actually subscribe to the shows that you want and uh, just view them all there. It makes it hard for them to actually figure out who's watching when and what, or what and when, I guess I should say. So instead of that, they can go up to one of these companies and say, hey, I want you to, to figure out you know, what shows are, the, are people's favorite shows. You know, how are they watching them? How often are they watching them? Are they completely fanatical about it? Whatever it might be. And these companies go through MySpace and Facebook and actually grab that data, not by, you know, we're not talking about, you know, going to a site like Hulu and saying, how many people downloaded this one? We're talking about going somewhere where people post their opinions. So... On MySpace, a lot of people will say, you know, I really love Lost. That's a great show. I watch it every week. You know, I'm religious about it. I watch the show, you know, three times, each episode three times. And that's valuable information to these marketers. And although that may, might seem pretty harmless, the fact is they're getting all this information that you're putting up there. Anything that you're putting up there is something that could be going into someone's data, could be going into someone's stats. And, uh, you know, if you're okay with that, you're okay with that. If you're not, um, maybe you want to think again about what you actually post on your MySpace or your Facebook or blog or whatever it is. So, um, you know, that has a big impact 
on business these days. And I think it get, really gets it more to a personal level as to how effective you can be with your marketing campaigns. It's actually a good thing for these companies because before it was kind of like I said, you know, how many people are downloading this? Okay, well, we know how many people there are, but really what's the demographic? You know, where do these people come from? How old are they? Now they have all this information supplied to them by the people themselves. You know, as long as you post something that says, I like Lost, well, now that they, now they know you like Lost, they know where you're from, unless you wrote something different. Uh, they know pretty much how old you are. They might know your ethnicity. I mean, they know a lot of information about you now, and that helps them to target, you know, your age group or your ethnicity or people in your area, where before they might not have had all that information supplied to them. So a big deal there. Um, there's, of course, like a million things that come out of this. There's companies that, that uh, create custom page, pages, I guess, or custom templates that people can use in their MySpace or their Facebook. Um, there's like a million applications, like I said, that have been created for Facebook. So this, of course, creates a lot of opportunities for people who are in programming. Uh, a lot of these things, you don't really need to be into programming. A lot of the apps that are on Facebook are Flash-based. So if you know how to write uh, Flash programs or games, then you have an opportunity there. Uh, there's a million different things that we can talk about talk about that come out of these technologies. But I, I really just wanted to point out, you know, obviously it's having a big impact on everything. And with that comes the big impact on our career. And I, I just thought it was interesting to point out that it, it really kind of steers marketing these days because a lot of us work for marketing departments or, you know, if we don't work directly with or for the, the marketing department, um, we're pretty much putting in motion things that, that they're asking for. So social media itself, I think, is obviously a, a very good thing for our business. It's, it's helping the, the marketing campaigns. It's helping get the products and services that we're trying to push out to the people and get it out to the people that actually want to consume it, which is a good thing. It's, it's a lot like podcasting. Uh, this show only goes to people that want to hear it. It's a lot like Twitter. You know, you're only going to follow people that you're interested in what they have to say or what, what kind of uh, maybe articles they're pushing or, or whatever it is. So it's, it's really getting into that niche genre and giving the people what they want. And the people that don't care about it, they don't have to pay attention. So it's very good that way. There's a lot of old ways of doing things that are kind of falling by the wayside, though. And that's good for some people, and it's bad for others. But uh, this is pretty much the direction we're going. And I don't think it's going to turn around at any point here. We're just going to keep pushing forward. So uh, like I said, there's a million other things we could talk about. But uh, that's kind of my take on where things are and, and maybe a little bit about where they're going. Uh, I would definitely suggest that anybody that, that wants to put in their two cents go up on the uh, forum. That's rookiedesigner.com slash forum and post something, get a conversation going. I think it's a, it's a fascinating topic. And the things that have happened just in the last five years on the web it, it are completely amazing. You know, we're, we're, we, we've gone beyond where, where I think the people who started the web thought that, that things were going to go. You know, it's going to a new level these days. And the interaction between everybody that wants to have an opinion, I think, is probably one of the best things. So, 
Yeah. Uh, if you want to throw up a topic though, or throw up a, a conversation for that, definitely do so. Again, that's rookiedesigner.com slash forum. Things are getting a bit out of hand. Looks like it's time to go to the bullpen. I think I forgot about our bullpen last time, so I definitely don't want to do that again. I found a very cool website that is all about Photoshop brushes. So it doesn't really have anything to do with the topic we were talking about, but it is very cool. And the great thing about this is there's lots of websites out there where you can find free brushes for Photoshop. The very cool thing about this is it gives you kind of your own little sandbox. You can actually use the the brushes. You can choose whichever one that you want and it gives you a little canvas that you can actually paint and, and use the brushes. And it gives you tons of options as well. You can change the colors, size, angle, opacity. It even has an undo on it. Uh, you can mess with things like the, the blur. You can make it half tones. You can make it shadows. You can add noise. You can scatter it. So a lot of the things that you can do in Photoshop with these brushes, you can do here. So you can really see how it's going to work and see if it's what you want. Uh, you can also save it. And a lot of people save the, their little creations that they make with the brushes and put it up in a little bit of little gallery type of thing, which again, like we're talking about with the social media, you know, everybody's sharing their own interpretation of how to use brushes or what kind of things you can create with them. So that that kind of does play in a little bit, but uh, a great site. I like it because, you know, the problem is there's all these great brushes out there, but the problem is that you have to go and download them and install them and then try and use them and decide if you like them or not. So this is a kind of takes that, that step out of it and really shows you if it's something that you want to be using or not. So anyways, the site is at blendfoo.com slash brush. Say that one more time. That's blendfoo.com slash brush. And blendflu is B-L-E-N-D-F-U dot com. And of course, that will also be in the show notes. If you want to just go to rookiedesigner.com, it'll be in the show notes and you can just click on it there to go to the website. But a very cool thing. So check that out for sure. All right. So that pretty much does it for this time. Thank you again for tuning in, for downloading and listening to me ramble on about uh, things that hopefully I know enough about to not bore you to death. But if you do have anything that you'd like to comment on, you can definitely do that in the forum at rookiedesigner.com slash forum. Uh, you can also shoot me an email if you have a question or you just want to uh, throw me some of your opinions that way. That is rdpodcast at gmail.com. That's rd as in rookie designer, rdpodcast at gmail.com. And I'll try and get back to you as quickly as possible, which probably isn't going to be quick at all, to be honest. But uh, I do try and answer uh, as many of the emails as I possibly can. Uh, But two great ways. I definitely recommend you go to the forum, though, because there's lots of great designers up there that might be able to answer a question or at least uh, give you some good conversation about what it is we do here. All right. Um, I think that's about it. So we'll talk to you next time. And just remember that everybody's a rookie before they're an all-star. That one's high. It's got the distance. It's high.